Welcome to the Hybridian Tales, Chapter 1, A Noble Duty, Episode 3. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Caitlin, I play Lila Stormbreaker. I'm Keegan, I play Lovedoss Regna. I'm Paul, and I'll be playing your Artificer, Leon Lighthammer. I'm Bailey, and I'll be playing Prior Peacemaker. And I'm William, and I'll be playing Luther Cross. So last time we left off, we left off with you guys heading on your skiff out of that combat with the Black Knights, and you guys managed to have a prisoner. So you guys kept going to get some distance between you guys and them, and you went until the sun started getting high, so around 9, 10 o'clock. Then you set up camps, and now we're going to pick up with the last watch with Love Doss and Lila having a conversation during last watch that evening around 5 o'clock as the sun's starting to go down. Good morning, little one. I suppose it's our turn to do the things, and she still probably has the cat on her lap, so she just starts absentmindedly pet- petting your familiar again. Yes. Yes, it is our turn. So... We need to get him ready to be questioned and sent out. We just have to know what we need to know. Fair enough, I suppose. By ready, you mean make sure he's had breakfast? If you want to throw him scraps, you can, but nothing more. Fair enough. We need to finally see his face. Look him in the eyes. Ask him what we need to do, and then... Sent him back into the elements. I suppose we should probably get that armor off him then, because, you know, if we're going to send him out, he has no use for it. And I'm sure I wouldn't mind a souvenir, and I'm sure there's, you know. He's not allowed back out with much. What they did to us, for seemingly no reason. So let's try this. And Lovedoss is just going to avert his gaze over to our prisoner, and just say, remove your armor. He lifts up his manacled hands and says, I can't. Puts him back down in his lap. Remove your helmet. The big guy, he can help us. He, like, kind of points to his back and says, it's attached back there. I get us some help with this. I'll be right back. You do that. She goes and trottles off to go and grab the big guy, who she is referring to as Leon. And presumably goes and wakes him up. Leon, we could use your help. What's all the ruckus about? Can a guy ever get a moment's peace of sleep? Or is that too much to ask in this bloody desert? I swear, if I ever actually get sleep, it'll be when I'm dead. So what's going on? As I slowly just try to wake myself up out of grogginess and the lack of sleep. And I say lack of sleep because, well, worried about helping Drakesh, the factor of finding his daughter, and then the factor of what his son said is still looming in the back of my mind. Got the the prisoner dude, and he's got his armor, and we figure he's not going to need it anymore. So if you want to take it, it's just, yeah. It's too much trouble or too hard for us to get it ourselves, and he's all, like, shackled and shit. So, yeah. 
He probably actually is shackled in shit. You should probably, you know, be careful when you're removing that armor. It's, you know, he's kind of been sitting there for a while and he smells funny. Yeah, go ahead and take me to him. Although, why must he be shackled in shit? I would certainly hope that we could at least have better decency than that, because I feel like even though we are mercenaries in a ragtag group of adventurers, we at least know how to have common decency and the factor of proper hygiene for a prisoner. I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I at least like to think that I'm a little bit above the beasts. And I proceed to follow her. And as you enter, Lovedoss is meeting you at the entrance. Meanwhile, inside the hut, Lovedoss is casting Prestidigitation to soil this guy three times. So he looks even dirtier now. Lila walks back into the hut and waves to Zen Zen and be like, We got it covered. If you want to go and we can go and do watch and keep eyes out on to the desert and stuff. While he, he's he got the prisoner for now. He'll get, the, get them all set up for you guys to ask him questions and poke him and, you know, all that jazz. All right, guys, I'll take care of him. You go sit there and keep watching, make sure we don't have any other unwanted guests. Because apparently we have some sort of luck about meeting unwanted people at the wrong time, in the wrong place. And the last thing I want to do is be interrupted while I talk to him, if you'd be so kind. As Lovedoss goes to um, exit the hut with Miss Stormbreaker, Uh, He extends his hand to just shake hands as he walks out. You got this. But there's something in his palm that he passes. It's just a set of three keys. And I say, one of these. I can't remember which ones for these manacles. Lila passes a half-full water skin to Leon as well. And it's just like, in case you're thirsty. Or in case he's thirsty. Yeah. And then just kind of trottles outside and is just looking around, still rubbing her eyes. I'll take the keys and the water skin and say very inquisitively and almost very puzzled. Thanks for these, I suppose. We'll see how well this goes as I fully enter the hut and go ahead and close the door. Okay, as you close the door and you turn around to face the prisoner, you see a Nagani sitting there in a full black suit of armor. You can only tell it's a Nagani because they've actually got a a tail. Not all Nagani do, but this one does. My first reaction would go ahead and be the factor of his armor, and I'll take a minute and kind of like inquisitively look him up and down, almost kind of like impatiently wanting to rip it off to be able to like unlock its secrets, so to speak, just because it's a piece of armor that I've never seen. Leon, could you hurry up and get me out of this armor? Well, since he already knows my name, I'm going to take a second to see if I actually realize his voice. Okay. I'm going to have you roll a... Insight? Yes. Well, I got a 15 on the die. Perfect. You recognize it, but you're not sure. You recognize it from Salash and from being at the Great Hall of Salazar. So you know it's royal-related in some capacity, but you're not 100% sure beyond that. 
So just because Leon would be intrigued, but also very like skeptical slash curious slash like cautious, he's going to bring a flame up in his hand because, well, Firebolt's a fun cantrip. And I'm going to slowly walk towards him, kind of like doing that whole head weave thing that snakes do, like kind of like tilting my head side to side, trying to place the voice. Once I get up to him, I'll have the keys in the other hand with the other hand having the flame. I'll get it right up to, I'm guessing, like the slits or whatever might be like the armor. Like I'm trying to look inside and I'll say, that voice sounds awfully familiar. But since I haven't seen your face yet, we're going to take this step by step. And if you try to sit there and do anything that I do not like, I will cook you alive in your own armor. Roll a real quick intimidation check for me. Brick. That's a 17 on the die. Ah, good deal. Considering I don't think I have much of an intimidation factor. Well, you've got a firebolt to his head. Well, I also have the heat metal uh, spell, so... He sits there, stares straight at the flame, and you just see his head nod up and down. Understood. Clasp is in the back of the helmet. I recommend we take that off first. And as soon as he hears the lightheartedness in the voice, he sits there and wraps his hand up, flame disappears, and he's like, good, let's continue. So I go ahead and reach uh, keys still in hand, um, reach behind and undo the clasp for his helmet, however long that might take, and then slide it off as best I can. All right. So after you unclasp it and you pulled the helmet off, it comes off pretty easy. It's not super hard, right? That's why the clasps are there. And you see Captain Voot, the captain of Drakesh's guard. Staring straight at you. Good to see you again, Leon. <sighs> By the gods. Why are you here? Well, it's a little complicated. So, as you know, I was sent with Lady Drashani down to Pescoli in order to escort her to her fiancé, the Duke of Pescoli, for wedding arrangement conversation nonsense. Worst job ever. Which I'm going to assume that since you're still breathing, she probably is too. Well, see, that's where the complicated part go gets. As I put my hands up to my temple and start rubbing. My orders were to purely escort her there. Then I was to start investigating the Duke. Drakesh has proof of his ties to the Order of the Black Scales. Through this investigation, I discovered that his closest advisor, Madame Drask, of the church in Piscoli, is one of the higher-ups in the order. But to get on her good side, I first had to join. And then Madame Drask was going to take me to the keep, to the Black Scales keep, in order to show me where it was and to complete some kind of ritual. I don't know exactly, because I haven't made it there yet. So I'm still working on infiltrating and figuring out what the Duke's ties are because they apparently run deep. And this guy is about to marry the Lord's daughter and therefore heir, making him the most dangerous guy for the future of this empire. So my next question is going to be this. Why the hell did y'all attack us? Well, if you notice myself and Lieutenant Greke, which you know from being my chief lieutenant who accompanies me on multiple missions. Yes, yes, the asshole. Loyal asshole. What can I say? Um, Best we kind. did nothing to attack you directly. I merely stabbed a lance in front of your skiff to prevent forward momentum, and he ran to the front of your lizards so they could get a smell and recognize him to make it easier for them to 
not panic. And the rest of your group? Yeah, I don't know their motives. I was going to say, you could have sat there and done something to tell them to back down, because... And blow cover? They were after you. I mean, you could at least had them talk. They tried. Dresk tried to have you guys come quietly, and... That's not talking. That's basically surrendering in this desert. Uh, death. You know that as well as I do. Oh, that's a fair point. And I'm not saying you guys that uh that your your compatriots had a poor reaction. They had a very appropriate reaction, in fact. However, again, I do not know what exactly transpired. Uh kinda took a nap, so I don't know. All I know is she tried to talk to him. Yeah, my guys uh well, shots fired. The Reapers are a little bit of a hothead group. Oh, you're with them? That explains every one of their actions then. Okay, makes sense. As requested by our leader. Turkesh sent them. What happened? Well, according to our information, it has been a certain number of days, and we have not heard nor seen Turkesh's daughter. So, he sent me to get the Reapers as they got off the ship. Okay. And promptly brought them back to him. At which Mm -hmm. point, he gave them directive to go find them, and then proceeded to tell me to join them. Explains why you're not in the halls. Which also means that if he trusts a bumbling bimbo as myself, who's really only good for hammering things, then he must either A, need somebody loyal to do this, or B, is that desperate. And you know I don't call our lord desperate. I would even venture to say it's a little column A, a little column B. There's information he hasn't told anybody. I'm the only one who knows because I was there, so... He has every reason to feel desperate. Before I left, I had a uh, few words with his son that did not uh, leave a good taste in my mouth. Hence why I want to get this done as quickly as possible. What did Drachman tell you? Basically, long story short, in little to no words, he finds our Lord weak and thinks it's time for a change. That's what the marriage is for. You know him. He's even more of a hothead than the Reapers. Yeah, and now you're out of town, and there's no witnesses, because I'm also out of town. I did not even know you were gone, obviously. Yeah, you wouldn't have noticed, but I was. I've been gone. I've been gone for, wow, must have been a lot longer than I thought. I thought I left Piscoli only about eight days ago. must have been longer that I was actually inside of Piscoli than I thought. It's been roughly, I'd venture to say, ten or so past your eight. Wow. And his eyes get huge. As he's starting to do realize the gravity, I'm going to start unshackling him. You try the first key, it doesn't work. You try the second key, it works. He rubs his wrists and he's like... I chuck the water skin at him and be like... You know, why do you guys have to drag me through the desert for that many hours? Okay, first off, I didn't know who you were. Second of all, look at this from my point of view. Your people attacked, so therefore, regardless if you do the same as them, guilty by association, as I am currently with the Reapers. That's fair. It's not fun being dragged through sand. Hot desert summer sand. And when have I ever been gentle with a damn thing as I sit there and show my hands and the busted upness from constant metalworking? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, smithies are not known for their gentle attitudes. No, you just happen to find one that has somewhat of an intellect. 
he while he's talking at this point, he's unclasped. Now that his hands are free, he's actually unclasping his his breastplate, taking it off, and says, "They gave this to me when I joined. I'm assuming it may contain some kind of clue as to where this keep is." But the easiest way is for me to get back and meet up with them. Well, if I'm being completely honest, truth be told, I had every intention of stripping you of that armor and keeping it for myself because, oh, it looks very pretty. It is. It's very pretty. As I get lost in thought, just kind of like daydreaming about the armor, like what I could do with it. He's going to have to snap me back to reality. Leon. Huh? Who? What? So you thinking that Drachman smelled blood in the water, so to speak? Smelled weakness? Sensed weakness? Yeah, you're not alone. In the last month, each and every one of the Dukes... The Duke of Piscoli, the Duke of Scara, the Duke of Laskina, the, and even the Duke of... Um, so all the higher-up tightwads. The, the Dukes of Scara, Salami, and Piscoli, and Laskina have all sent messengers to attempt to meet with Drakesh and persuade him to handle a transfer of power. So now each of them had their own different means they wanted to do it and whatever, but they all have expressed that they want that power to shift, most of them in their favor, but that's how power-hungry Dukes want. Like, that's just what they want, right? That's why I say tight watts. But... Because if I had my way, my hammer would get a good workout. With with Drachman being thrown in the mix, that's all five Dukes. If something happens to Lord Drakesh, it's very possible we're looking at a civil war. Oh, you know, I don't do well with politics because I don't have the temperament for that. Don't I know? I remember the time you punched the Duke of Salami. He had a couple. He looked at you wrong. That's all he did. Look, the level of ineptitude in that man's face created a burning fire that just had to be put out. You were 12! Eh, well, I never said I was the sharpest tool back then. Like I said, burning fire. And now, Lord Jachess gave me a hammer, so I can hit him harder next time. Sidero help you. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to take both of my gods to help me as I throw him the water skin to give him a drink. He takes it. He takes the drink. So who's the goblin? So funny story. Uh, I was given a gift in Leah Bulek ribcage. Had that on the skiff. And when we literally go to start our journey, oh, I don't know, maybe just out of sight of the actual town, we hear rumblings. And lo and behold, there's a goblin in the freaking ribcage. Oh, fun. So, not quite sure exactly where she popped out of or what hole she crawled out of. But that would be Lila Storm something or another. Wait, you have Miss Stormbreaker? Bad name. We'll go with that one. Oh. And then we have her consort, Luth, Luther, Gunther, Butler, something. You talk about the elf? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, that's not Luther. Luther is one of the Reapers. You never work good with names. How you ever made money as a blacksmith? I don't know. Because metal doesn't talk back. Metal doesn't need to be reasoned with. Your clients have names. Eh, tomato, potato. Good thing you're Drakesh's favorite. And I don't know about favorite. I mean, he does favor his daughter pretty heavily. Well, she is the eldest, so. And would I be here if he favorited me over her? Depends on the reason. Remember, I told you, Dresk was after you. And we're going to see how that plays out. Which means the black scales are after you. And you know how they are. You never know who's a part. Yeah, look at you. Not a part, huh? Infiltrating. Still had to join, technically. I only did, I was ordered to do it. And if someone ordered to basically bite off off your own giblets, would you? Yes, if it was Drakesh. And this is where I question. Not the loyalty, but the intelligence. 
you know me as well as I do. I'm not the smartest cookie. But apparently the one with the biggest cojones. So what do we go from here? Best course of action. You need to find your Shawnee. I need to get back to the Black Scales because I need to find their keep and report the location to Drakesh so he can take them out and finally act on stopping this one marriage and pick a better suitor before anything happens to him. Well, I have to keep on trying to find the princess. Yes, because as per the law, the law states if the eldest child of the Lord is a female, she must be married to take the throne. Even though we know that is the last thing she probably wants to do. She only wants to because it's for the trade empire. She would happily do it. Oh, yeah. Doing it for the empire. I just mean the factor of marrying somebody that she doesn't even really like. She doesn't like anybody. Trust me. I know I got slapped many a times. Well, what'd you look at her for? I look at everybody. Exactly. She slaps everybody because it's fun. I don't know how to control that child. Uh, if we knew, we'd be in a totally different situation right now. Yeah, we'd know where she, where Joshani was. <sighs> so, you have to return. Last I knew, she was in the hands of Duke Skolan, of Fest Scully. They were going to discuss a few things regarding how the marriage was going to work, and then, like, logistics and now, was your lieutenant with you, or was your lieutenant with her? My lieutenant was with me. We joined the Black Scales in order to find out more information, figured four eyes were better than two. I thought she said that. I was hoping I was wrong. Last I knew, Drashani was with Skolan. It's possible she just got waylaid dealing with logistics. If you're saying she's at this point eight days late, wow. And you know her. She may be a troublemaker, but she is not one to be that late. No, three days tops because she got hung up with her friends. Oh, this will be fun. All right, you go find her. I'll go find the key and I will send Greke to you in Piscoli as soon as I find the location of the key or if I find your Shawnee. That's fair. Now he will be wearing his, he, and he puts the air quotes up, his new armor. So don't worry if someone comes up to you and uses your first name. Pull them aside, have them take the helmet off. You'll know if it's Greke. Fair. All right. Oh, now I have to answer their questions. I was just about to say, by the way, they're going to come in here after me, regardless of what I tell them. Yeah, I had a feeling. Because Reapers, Boneheads, Hotheads. Yeah, I've had to go with them on a mission before. I remember they, that one. They won't remember me. That's okay. I remember everything going up in flames. That makes them so much more sense now. Yeah. God's help me. Ugh. You are better off if you take my armor, and at this point, his reeves are off too. Shackle me back up, take the armor to your tent, and see what you can figure out. Is there anything else you know about it? No. He gives you this shrug with both hands up, like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, it's armor. It goes on at buckles. It's some of the nicest armor I've ever had. And that's saying something, because I'm the captain of the Lord Jerkesh's Royal Guard. <sighs> soldiers fine i will unlock its secrets myself as i start to gather up all the armor and start to make my way out after shackling them back up and everything like that give him one last drink i look back and say with the most devious little smile that my quotal self can do good luck captain and i walk out so we're gonna go back to focusing on lila and love Doss having their conversation outside so you guys are leaving the, the hut and entering into the, the sun. The sun is still very bright, even though it's about 4 p.m. Because it's still up and you're in the desert. So it's still bright. It's still warm and still hot. 
still feel kind of bad. I mean, I know that they, you know, were trying to get us to stop, and, you know, there was that bit of a scuffle, but still felt tempted to give him, like, I don't know, some food, or to make sure, you know, his wounds don't get infected, because, I mean, he's been strapped to the skiff most of the day, and strapped to the hut most of the afternoon, but if you think it's best, I'll follow your call. We can take care of his wounds later. He'll be fine for a bit. Also, it's going to be much easier to take care of those wounds once his armor is off. Fair point. Well, we can do a quick peruse around the camp and kind of poke and spy on where everybody else put their camps, you know. Pryor and Luther and Christair. Yeah. It's beyond me why they didn't want to just stay in the hut with us, but that's them. Does Uncle Zeno not know about Christair? Zeno knows, but Zeno isn't going to dump this on you. It's that protective uncle thing. Like, this is a problem, but this isn't necessarily your problem, or my problem, really. Fair enough. Thanks for coming out to find me again, Uncle Zeno. No. Oh, of course. You just disappeared again, and the family was worried. Yeah, I just needed to spread my legs for... Well, stre- spread my legs. Stretch my legs for a bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. You know how I get, you know. I just wanted to explore for a hot minute, and it just... I don't know how to explain it. I keep feeling as if there's just something that I need to do. Don't know what it is yet, but there's just something calling to me out this way. Well, until you find it, you're stuck with me. All right? I suppose that's manageable. <laughs> she just laughs and just smiles like, you know, like, she, she doesn't mind him. It's a little embarrassing now, but it's not the end of the world. I won't keep you from shenanigans. But I will insist that you stay safe, all right? Qualify safe. (laughs) You know exactly what I mean. We can have fun. We can get into danger. But if a time comes when I say we need to leave, I need you to listen. That's understood. I'll certainly do my best to listen. You usually do. Not a promise I will listen, but I'll do my best. These guys don't seem so bad. I mean, Leon's a little bit, you know, a little bit staunchy, and Pryor's nice enough, and, I mean, Luther's a little scary, but not in a bad way. I don't really know Chris Dare that much. You know, he hasn't really talked to me, but I'm sure everybody's cool. He smells like the sea a little bit, but, yeah, they're not so bad. Then again, I mean, I say that about, you know, almost anybody, but... You know, all the same. It's not so bad. When I walk near the lizards, the lizards are cool. Show me the lizards. She just kind of wanders off near the lizards to inspect and check the one, especially the one that got, you know, injured earlier. I don't know if you want me to roll an animal handling or a medicine check. or. They're sleeping actually on the skin itself. Some of them are sunbasking. Some of them are sleeping under the covered part of the skiff. Well, admittedly, would Lila have known that he healed them during combat? I don't know. Would she have noticed that? Checking on the wounds is not a bad thing. I'm just letting you know that he got healed. Hey, pretty. (laughs) 
If there's not too much more that you need to talk with me about, maybe we should start prepping breakfast for the team. You think everybody would like that? I feel kind of bad for eating Mr. Mister Big Guy's meat. I could make him some porridge. Ooh, or froppage. You know, my froppage is pretty good. I've gotten a little better at it. I hope so, but I do think they would appreciate some it food. It's porridge with fruit and cinnamon spice and everything nice, and it's delicious now. I hope I have enough cinnamon. Do you have cinnamon? I hope I have enough cinnamon. Love Doss is going to just kind of like pat the pockets on his clothes. I have cinnamon. Good, good. <laughs> I don't know if Love Doss is just like following her like as she just kind of meanders or if he's leading. <laughs> he's, I, I think neither one of us is actually leading the other at this point. Love Doss is just looking for a spot to kind of start a fu- start a small fire so that we could cook. Yeah, because there is no already set up fire because you guys were camping in the daytime. Normally, you have to set up a fire for site overnight for a watch. But in this case, you didn't because you guys are sleeping in the daytime. There's a good spot. There is the spot right there between Pryor and Luther's tent and Leon's tent. Nice, nice. Well, while he's, you know, setting up the fire, she's going through her pack and pulling out her little mess kit and jar of oats and various fruits, you know, that are in her rations and inspecting them, making sure that they haven't quite molded yet, you know. (laughs) The smell of froppage. Now, to determine how well that thing smells, Caitlin, go ahead and roll a d10 for me on a scale of 1 to 10. Let's see how well your food smells. Six. Did you say six? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it doesn't smell bad, but it doesn't smell great either. It, it's it's a solid froppage. Can you made a roll for how it's going to taste? <laughs> no. no, not till they eat it. Oh, dear. Oh, and then to each of them, it'll probably taste you know, different. So each of them will have to, or I'll have to roll for each of them. I think I should get advantage if the prisoner gets any because he hasn't eaten anything in a day. <laughs> No, you get tongue numb. Tongue numb, which is he'll eat anything because he's starving. So he has numb tongues. He's just getting hungry. It's just like food? Yes. Um, so Lila's actively cooking right now is what's happening. Yeah. Love Doss is right next to her, and the two of us are chatting in Goblin. Well, that's just rude. Okay. <laughs> so... And this is after we're just waking up from our rest? Yeah. Alright, I'm here now. So you've managed a long rest. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And spell slots! Spell slots! Yeah, yeah, let me just, uh, hold up a second. Let me just get all my HP back. All the spell slots! Woo! I have not had any sugar yet. This is me just organically happy right now. I was going to say same, but I did have a Dr. Pepper. Oh, well, I did have a shit ton of honey in my tea. <laughs> Maybe that, that probably explains it. Well, there we go. Sugar <laughs> that doesn't recognize as sugar. So, as Pryor wakes up from his, uh, from his rest and he immediately smells food, um, he 
just gets up and he looks around for the the source and as soon as he sees it his mouth kind of waters a little bit because he didn't realize how hungry he was good morning good morning uh, oh fucking tits uh. <laughs> <laughs> all in character good morning fucking tits she burnt herself with a little bit of grease from the bacon or whatever she's like fucking tits uh, good morning, not morning to you as well. I made breakfast. Is that food for everyone? Yeah, I, I, I felt bad for taking a nibble of you guys' food, so I figured I'd give some of my own fruit. And she holds out one of uh, six bowls and says, It's called froppage. It's porridge with fruit in it. And she gets, like, really excited. Like, she's nearly sloshing it because she's just, like, kind of bouncing a little bit and saying, it's got cinnamon spice and everything nice, and it's awesome. You should try some. And she just, like, kind of shoves hands the bowl at you. And it's just, like, smiling. Like, way too happy. I just want you to know that in Pryor's head, he's definitely like, this sounds disgusting. But he's still smiling at you in, like, the polite way. And he'll take a step forward or a few steps and... Uh, I'll take the bowl and very cautiously take like a sip out of it, just like surfing the side of the bowl, not even using a spoon if we have one. So am I rolling performance for how good I cooked, or is everybody just rolling a d10 for how it tastes to them? They're rolling a d10 to see how well it tastes for them. Oh, goodness. I love it. It's a nine. This is the best thing you've tasted in a while. Maybe it's just because you're hungry. But it's up up there in the things you've tasted in your life. Pryor will sit down next to the other two, and like he's just not really saying much because he's too busy eating because he's starving, and this is really, really good food. So I hope I made enough for everybody. I I set a bowl for for Uncle Zansan and one for you and me, and uh, well, I'll get Lee on his later because he's he was a. Uh, taking care of the, the prisoner and getting his armor off um, because, you know, he's kind of been living in it, like, for a day and it's hot and he probably, he, he, he smells funny. Uh, and then I have a bowl for Luther um, whenever he wakes up and uh, one for Chris Bear. As you say that, Luther, Luther uh, comes out of Pryor's tent. No shirt on. Uh, just some pants and a smoking pipe in his hand. How's it going, Luther? Good morning, not morning. I made food. Morning. She just comes over and sits down. Doesn't really talk much. And she just kind of shoves a bowl at him. Like, and it's like, let me know what you think. And if you like it. And, um, so now we're just waiting on, on Chris Dare, yeah? And at that point, Lobdoss is going to grab his own bowl of the forage and just start eating it. And that's a 10. This is her best bowl ever. You're comparing it to the other bowls she's done, and she's made. this is her best froppage she's ever made for you. But, like, before Lobdoss started to eat, he just, like, on a clean little almost handkerchief he has. It's more like a little bit of a rag, but it is clean. He just kind of polishes off his own personal set of silverware and then begins to eat, feeling that the conversation that is about to be had isn't his place. 
I'm just wolfing the food down. I'm just, it's really not, not pretty at all. No, no silverware, just hands. Roll a D10 to see how it tastes. A D10? All right, hold on. Oh, God. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, oh, a 10. Again, also, <laughs> a 10. Awesome. No wonder you're going so fast on it. This is delicious. She is the best cook you've ever had food from. Who usually cooks for us? I'm going to go ahead and say Christaire. Christaire? Oh. oh. That, that, that's painful because now I'm thinking in my head, like, well, I mean, now we've got a better cook. <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh I said I could be handy. This was this is really good food. Really good. I will say as well, uh, upon Lila asking like, now we're just waiting on Chris Dare. <laughs> like prior kind of looks a little sad. What's wrong? Um she really kind of picks up on it a little bit. She's like, wait, did I say something wrong? We just were <sighs> We'll meet Christair and, and Piscoli. He's, uh, uh, he's stayed behind. No, he, yeah, he, he, he stayed behind and probably got kidnapped. <laughs> no, no, Christair would not get kidnapped. Those guys were pretty tough. Christair's a scrapper. He, he could take them. Maybe. How many were there? There were like, what, six of them all together and we, we roped one along? And dragged him, so there was five left, including a mage of some kind? Or cleric? See, three heavily armed guards plus one, and they're lizards. He's got a chance of escape, but they have mounts and stuff. Like, we're gonna have to be realistic here. He most likely got taken by them. Which is- No, he's going to meet us in Pascoli. Prior to shooting you, like, a very angry look. I'll put my hand on his shoulder. I'm sorry. He'll definitely be there. Lila's just like sits down heavy next to, I don't know. Are you guys sitting next to each other or? Most likely. I mean, I did come out of his tent, so I'm sitting pretty close to him. She kind of sits down heavy next to, suppose, Luther. And I was like, sorry to hear that. Just kind of gets a little sad too. And it's like, I mean, I didn't get to know him, but I know what it's like to lose somebody. And, it's, it's, you know, it's never good, but, you know, um, hope in the darkness is its own light, and, you know, like you said, we'll, we'll find him again. I had a friend that went missing once, and, um, hmm, and he went overboard in a bad storm, and, well, um, I picked up this shell, actually, and you can have it, I picked it up. When he went missing, and then I picked up another one when we found him again. And so she takes off, like, two shells from her hair and, like, hands one to Pryor and one to Luther. And it's like, here, so that you can hold on to hope that we'll find him again. And it'll be good. I'm going to lean in and whisper to Pryor, she's actually worse at comforting people than I am. That's kind of impressive. (laughs) So... Lila's talking like he's dead. She, no, she, because <laughs> she's she, like, what the loss of your she friend? She talked like he was dead and missing and like everything all at once. Like that's that's what I'm saying. I, I lean I, I lean into Pryor and I'm like, she's way worse at this than I am. I thought I was bad at like trying to comfort people. With all the talking of like, oh, your lost friend who's dead and maybe kidnapped is like, (laughs) 
he like throws his bowl into the sand and he just gets up like abruptly and starts to like uh, pack his tent up. Like he walks away from the the fire or whatever we were set upon. I suppose I didn't handle that. I'm gonna pay for that tonight. You didn't, darling, but you tried. At this point, Lovedoss is about done with his porridge and he's going to gather the bowl that was just discarded kind of wait for the last of the bowls to come to him before he prestidigitates them clean. Dishes. The easy way. I mean, then real life. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, saving at least one bowl set aside. Alrighty, so loved us, you just did the dishes for everyone's bowls except for Leon? Yes, that would be correct, because there's that one bowl left. Oh, there's also Christera's bowl if she made Christera bowl. Oh, yeah. She, she did make Christera bowl, but I would assume Zeno has read her well enough at this point to know, I'm gonna just leave this be and clean this bowl and she'll never know the difference. While they're all doing that, I'm gonna go ahead and don my armor back in the tent. Okay. I was just wrapping up all the supplies that went into it and, you know, putting out, getting her pack together and trying to figure out in her head, okay, so I make things better because I totally fucked that up. suppose after we're all done that, I don't know if we were all planning on meeting back at the hut where the prisoner is or... Once Pryor gets the tent down and everything like that, yeah, I, I go over and get everybody together. We're going to go talk to this guy, see if we can get some answers out of him. I think that's the best thing we can do right now. And then get back on the road, whichever way we're going. I'd like to imagine that we are loading the last of the tent and some of the rest of our gear into a uh, into the dip. At which point, um, Lovedoss is going to open up a small chest that he carries with. And he pulls out a crowbar, a hammer, oh, God. and a wooden stake. I'm just looking at him like, what the fuck is that for? We're not gonna kill him, but... He's not a, he's not a vampire. We don't... You're, we shouldn't need that. He's just gonna beat him around a little, maybe slap him around a bit if we have to, but I imagine him being awake the entire time and all this other stuff probably gonna help us talk to this dude. And, like, clearly kind of waving the crowbar around. This is for leverage. Leverage on what? His ankle? Have you ever tried to get information out of somebody? It's usually, like, not a good idea to torture them. They usually don't give good information that way. It might be more amicable to talk if he sees we have tools. I look down at my armor that's made of people. (laughs) (laughs) I look back up at you like, the fuck, man? (laughs) Like, come on. I was also just like, yeah, I'm not sure fear is totally the best policy. Fear has its uses, but, like, we don't have to. We most likely, let me let me put it that way. We most likely will not have to use those tools. Have you ever done this before? I know you're a wizard, but don't you have, like, spells for this or something? Yes, I do. And I've done this a few times. You must get some really bad information. It hasn't led me too far astray. Alright, we got an Imperial Torturer with it. I go off mumbling. Fucking nut jobs. That's a story you haven't told me before. (laughs) It was a long time ago. It was in a different life. I mean, considering he's only, you know, 2,000 something years old, like, yeah, it probably felt like an entirely different. Only (laughs) 2,000. Only. 
only a couple thousand years ago. I was really into torture porn. It was something weird, you know. Okay, so you guys go in to the tiny hut. With the hammer, crowbar, and wooden spike strapped to my belt, yes. You see a Nagani male laying there with the manacles on in very fine-looking clothes, albeit well-soiled, but underneath all of that. It was very luxurious. Yes. Like, he looks like he'd have been attached to, like, maybe the Royal Guard or something of some level of importance, wherever he's originally from. I'm eyeing that silk. I can get the stains out. I'm eyeing that silk. Same. Listen, I'm just wearing common clothes and would love something a little nicer. Uh, Lila's just carrying her water skin and just, you know, kind of sees it and is just like, oh, okay. That's what he was like underneath. Cool. So he's laying there. Is he asleep? And then, and Leon said, I just knocked him unconscious for you. I'm taking his armor to go check it out and and do some research into it. It's something I haven't seen before. Can I slap him awake? He, he just grabs the armor and he leaves. Yeah, I know, but can I slap him awake? Yes, you're free to do what you want. Okay, perfect. So Lovedoss is going to walk up to him and just reel back his hand and does a... Put that eight strength to use. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let me roll it again because he's unconscious and prone. Or a 19. How about anything hits? Okay, for zero damage. Because <laughs> you're weak. It's like a wet noodle just whap. He <laughs> got slapped. You ever hear, you ever drop like something wet and it just onto the ground? That's what it sounds like when you slap. Right, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hurt him. But like, like, it doesn't take away a hit point, but it's like, ooh, it's, did that just happen? He hits him, his hand explodes. Ah! It's it's more of an insult than a than a damage tool. Yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna add insult to injury. You're gonna start within the insult, and then someone's gonna add injury to your insult. Yes. Okay. So he's gonna go ahead and wake up when you do that and say, Ooh, uh, where's where'd Leon go? Left. Took your armor. He's into armor, so he took that to check it out. Oh, good. That should give him some clues. That's an interesting response. Lila just walks over and kind of sits next to him. So what's your name? And she just kind of passes him the water skin. He he is, like, hesitant to take it. My name's Lila. Yes, Miss Stormbreaker. Leon told me. And he's... Just starts drinking the the water skin, and then he goes through and he names off the other all the others in in the room. Oh, that's not <laughs> unsettling. Prior will grimace at him. Uh, Lovedoss just sort of rolls his eyes. Well, you're the only one he doesn't know. <laughs> ah. Lovedoss is the only one he doesn't know, and he looks at Luther and. Um, Uh, Luther, he looks at Luther and Pryor and is like, you guys are the Reapers, right? Yeah, that'll be us. It sounds like Leon's already working on getting information from you. Uh, yeah, he's gotten a fair bit already. 
because him and I have have knowledge of each other. I worked for Lord. I I worked for Lord Drakesh, and I'm actually the captain of his guard. I was escorting his daughter round trip to and from Pascoli per Drakesh's orders, and beyond that, I had a secondary mission, which is what I'm on right now. Why did you? Why did you guys stop us since we're effectively trying to I, save y'all's asses? I didn't. That was Madame Dresk. Who's Madame Dresk? Madame Dresk is the leader of the Church of Tynan, Malice, and... Oh, there's one other I can never remember. Uh, there's a tri- it's a trifecta church down in Piscoli. They don't have a lot of churches, but they do have that one. Oh yeah, Cidero. I keep forgetting they, that he's he's because he's the whole empire, right? So I I keep forgetting that they're he's part of that triple church. I will also say, um, Luther, if you were like ever eyeing uh, uh, Prior, then you would know that he's like being very quiet. But it's not because he doesn't have anything to say. It's because he has too much to say. And like you kind of see that look on his eyes, like kind of a, a very tensely bald fist. Like you could tell he's like definitely a little angry. Give him another like hand on the shoulder, like, hey, lean in, whisper, like, Steve's giving us all the information we want. We'll we'll get it figured out. The moment he stops is all that Pryor will say. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um and, and I'll go back to talking to uh this guy. So why did Madame Drask ambush us? She's done She's a member of the Order of the Black Scales, which is what I was working on infiltrating. And this was after you dropped off the <laughs> the lady person in Piscoli? Yes. Lady Drashani, Drakesh's daughter. We dropped her off uh, probably seven, no, ten days ago. We dropped her off. She had a little bit of business to conduct with her fiancé down there the Duke of Piscoli, and I had to gather more information about the Duke's plans that Drakesh found out that he uh, is none too happy about what he found What's out. your name? My name is Voot. Boot? Voot. Voot. V-U-U-T. Like Boot, but with a V. Okay. That's a, that's a name. Uh, so you were infiltrating the Order of the Black Scales? Yes. Under orders from Lord Drakesh. Correct. Okay. Which took me away from bringing Lady Drashani back. I assume she she was supposed to have left uh, about seven or eight days ago. Give me some background on uh, on the Order of the Black Scales. What are they? Uh, what are they about? So what we know about the Order is that they do not believe in the same means of peace that Drakesh does. Drakesh believes that through trade, commerce, and finance, the Nagani Empire remains independent, strong, and free, and at peace. The Order of the Black Scales believes that we can only have true peace by conquering our neighbors. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Voot? Yes? I'm tired of looking at you like this. And what 
Lovedoss is going to do. He's not cleaning, like, dude's still sitting in filth, but from the waist up, he's suddenly much cleaner. <laughs> from the waist up. So, so waist down, he's still dirty as all hell. <laughs> he's still filth. But from the waist up, I'm at least looking at something more pleasant to look at. Right. Okay. So the Order of the Black Scales, is it like a cult or is it just just a group of people that want to take over and and start a war? Closer to a political faction. Okay, a political faction. Yeah, that political faction in the Order of the Black Scales, that's totally above board. They actually want to join the war that's already going on in the rest of the continent. Because the orcs, the elves, the dwarves... They're all at war right now. The, the Empire's been able to stay out of it because we trade with everybody. I can understand that. However, we, Drakesh does not want to get involved because it's not affecting us. We're still 700 miles away from the nearest combatant. So there's no reason for us to get involved. Okay. Lila nods like, like I totally understand that, man. Like, you know, from the goblin's perspective, she's like, yeah, it's like, it's not our fight either. Like, Does Madame Dresk have any reason for, for ambushing us other than some political move? Because she hurt, she, she knew you had Lighthammer with you. Okay, specifically because Lighthammer was with us. Yes, they need him removed and he does the thumb slice across the throat move because he's a threat to their power. So just between you and me, if I offered Lighthammer to her, she would, uh, if she has him, return Christaire to us? If you can find her, and if he's alive. I mean, you <laughs> you most likely know her, like, I. you were infiltrating this place. New. Okay, alright, well. I'm still very new into infiltrating it. <laughs> I do not have all the information that me or Drakesh desire. So... I'm trying to actually get that information. You guys picked me up before I could gather more. Okay. So you have no idea where we could find this lady well, again? Well, you definitely know it, it's a political faction. They're definitely not all kinds of underground, so we could probably get a meeting with her if needed. The, there's two places I can think of you can definitely find her. One of them is absolutely the church down in Piscola. She'll be back there eventually. She has to maintain that front because she is a political figure. Now, because she's also the 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 church advisor to, to the Duke of Piscoli. So he, he does need her and he his advice, his advisor. But the other one is a little trickier. Drakesh has never been able to find it, which is part of why he sent myself and my chief lieutenant into the Black Scales. He was one of the other ones that that you guys that that we that was with me you guys didn't kill any of us right i kind of fell asleep no no unfortunately we didn't get any of them oh no good good that's a brand new recruit drive she was there picking up all brand new people for the black scales taking them back to to the keep which also acts as their prison for political enemies okay so ran across us on chance basically yes now, I will say that the odds of finding this keep are infinitesimally small because we don't even know where it is. That's why I was trying to go with them to find it. So I could report back to Drakesh so Drakesh could take it down. 
And where do you plan to go after this? After you let me go? Yes. I was going to finish my mission for Drakesh. So you're going to go back to uh, trying to infiltrate, correct? Of course. Okay. And if you guys wish, I can keep an ear out about anything pertinent to you guys, pertinent to the Reapers or Leon or any of that, and send that information to you through my lieutenant, who is loyal to me above all. And Lighthammer, Lighthammer knows you, right? Like, okay, so, so we can confirm that you are who you say you are. In fact, he, he actually should have a note that has Drakesh's signet on it. All right. What are you going to tell them? Like, you escaped? Do you want us to rough you up a bit? Like, what do you need? Oh, no. You guys taking my armor and me managing to make it back to him should be more than enough, I'd imagine. Oh, I'm taking that silk on you, too. I like that, too. I'll give you my clothes. And um, Love Doss just slowly starts to take off his shirt. Why? What? what? Why are you giving him your clothes? What is happening here? We're taking his silk, and you and I can fight about that later. But he would need something to survive in the desert. Oh, wait till I leave the room, guys. And she just grabs her water skin back and um, it's like, you know, you said Liana has a note. And water skin definitely had hard whiskey in it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it had a little bit of lemon. (laughs) Lemon water? Jesus, of course. (laughs) Yes. Whiskey. It's a hot toddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take this dude's silk and, and go from there, and he can grab some stuff on the way out, like some, some rations or something like that, if he doesn't have like a stash or something around here. But yeah, she grabs that, and she goes out of the room. She says, you know, Leon has a note for us, right, you said? Yes. I gave it to him. I'll go confirm Yeah, that. please do. And then she goes off to go to... uh Leon um, swings by to grab Leon's food too. After we get it, after we get his silk off, you're just gonna hear. Uh, you're gonna hear Luther mumble, "Man, that would have made good armor too." Pryor will kind of perk up and he'll um he'll finally talk throughout this entire <laughs> like investigation. And he'll be like, um, "Do you know a man named Beck?" Yeah, he's a pain in the ass, but he's best friends with Duke Drakman, Drakesh's son. Did your people ever hire him to do anything? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, the guards have used him occasionally for information. Why? Do you think he's connected to the Black Scales? Um, potentially. Huh. If he is, then Drakesh's son might be too. Interesting. And he gets this, like, look on his face like he's adding things together in his mind that he's that that clued him into a bunch of different other things. Because definitely my thinking is like, because if everyone remembers, my thinking is that Beck paid us to kill Lighthammer as well. And I'm wondering if the Black Scales are connected to that or if that's just completely like Beck being like, I don't like Lighthammer, you know? Because they mentioned they had stuff to do. And so like, there's just like a lot of stuff going on in like in uh, Pryor's mind right now. Here's my thing, by the way, with this, um, just just kind of out of character real quick. Um, Lighthammer's not a part of the Reapers, so... Well, yeah, but he, he is tied to, a, like, a big political figure, so it, we're definitely not involved as Reapers. We're kind of just... I meant just, like, handing him over to this group and getting Christaire back. <laughs> Luther doesn't know Lighthammer? Yeah, no, like, I, I know Christaire. I want Christaire back. I'll definitely hand over Lighthammer. Damn. 
I I'm just being honest, like for real. That's what that that is what my character would a hundred percent do. Like Light Hammer is a part of this whole political bullshit, and our buddy possibly just got kidnapped or is dead. If he's dead, I'm murdering that bitch. But otherwise, otherwise, I would totally hand over Light Hammer. Pryor would let that be a plan Z. Like that's definitely like he would also do it, but he wouldn't be his first option. You know. All right. So, and then his his last question will be like, um, as well as, I know you mentioned it briefly, but do you think, I, I know you were very powerful, your group. Do you kill prisoners if you manage to take them? So, from what I know about the Black Scales, it's happened before. However, I would imagine they would do very similar to what the the guards would do, and Salash, and that is, we would take the prisoner, get as much information as we can out of them. If they're useful, keep them. If they're not useful longer term, why waste the space? Just stay in the facts. Stand up. He still manacled. He tries. He does his best to like stand up. And at that point, Lovedoss walks up and removes the manacles. And he just rubs his wrists like, oh feels so much nicer. I didn't put him on the second time. Can't complain about the tightness there. Have we already taken his clothes? Uh, we're in the process of it right okay. now. He's actually going to start unbuttoning his shirt at this point. Cool. We're trading shirts. Does he have nice boxers? Splitting tops and bottoms. He's got, a, he, he's got a nice set of breeches. I want those too. <laughs> Everything but your underwear. Come on. I was going to keep the underwear, too. Shit. I don't... If it's all made of, like, silk and it's nice and it feels good, like, I want that shit. I'm, I'm sorry. Loved off the underwear. Oh, all right. Never mind. He can keep his underwear. So they're not silk anyway. They're just a nice... They're just... They just look nice. They're just popper like, clothes. Yeah. Is it, like, it, the popper cl- top I was wearing? But would they fit you guys is the other question. I haven't even considered this yet. <laughs> That's that's usually what Pryor is for. Luther has not considered that at all. Same. How big guy? Pryor will just he'll he'll let you two do your thing, and then he's just gonna walk out the tent with the information. Shake down this royal guard for his clothes and mask it is like, no, we're helping you. Don't worry about it. We're well kind of, but we are also making it look like he's not being returned as an undercover agent. I was gonna rough him up a little bit. I think it's I don't know. It's up to him, but... I was going to clean the shit off him with the prestidigitation. You guys then... already dragged him for a good 30 miles in the dirt and dust, and he's already battered. Yeah, if, it, if anything, if anything, he could just say that he, he, like, the rope snapped and we didn't notice, and he managed to get off at that point, you know? Guys, guys, this was in character. I was saying this, like, out loud to... Oh. to... <laughs> To to love Doss, like we could we could still rough him up, it, it, you know. We could just back and forth, <laughs> like, like no, this was character- happening. And like Love Doss is like looking at the stuff he has, and he like <laughs> he's, he's disheartened that he didn't get to use his 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 hammer and stake. A little bit. Hey man, it's all right. We'll get the next one. Good. One of these days, we're gonna get to know each other too. I kind of like the way you do things. But, you know, we just can't go too far too quick. I don't know if you know this, but 
I'm with Pryor, bro. I'm I'm not into you like that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Does somebody have a small weapon that he can carry? Oh, I got a couple daggers. Perfect, perfect. Because he's not taking that lance with him. We're speaking as if he's not. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hand him a dagger and just take his lance. Like, there we go. All right. Perfect, perfect. So I've upgraded my clothes. He's downgraded his clothes. I'm going to leave the tent after that. Would these be travelers or fine clothes? He said fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So as he's in there trying to get the last little bit of clothing that he can from... While we shake down the personal royal guard of <laughs> Drakesh. Pryor was already outside. Yeah, Pryor's heading back to the skiff. He's just going to start talking to the riding lizards. And um, while you're talking to them, they really don't have anything to say. <laughs> like The lizards? Yeah, they really no, don't. No, really? They, 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 well, they actually speak Nagant. What? He can talk lizard to them. They just don't have anything to say at the moment. So he's over there talking to them like you would a dog. And the dog could talk back, but doesn't want to. This is a weird world where, like, intelligent lizard creatures, we just use them as beasts of burden. I don't know. Hey, they get exercise, they get food, they get to do whatever they want. They're not normally murdered. Like, it's not a bad deal. And normally their bosses are lizards. It'd be like us having pet monkeys. Which is super weird, <laughs> I think. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that everything you in just, the world You was just perfect. blew my mind here. Like, our lizards are people. Luther comes up and hears um, Pryor speaking Nagani to the lizards. So now the only one in the hut is Uncle Zeno and... Yeah. The, the prep is just dead, Zen. Like, now dressed in Zeno's clothes. And... and he's made himself well known to you guys that he is not going to be a threat. Like, he's obviously not. That's why we tortured him. Yeah, right? For lack of a better word. Like, they're... Everything went pretty well. And if you remember, this is the guy who all he did was stab the lance in front of the skiff. He didn't actually do anything of aggression to any of you. Yeah, because then he took a nap and went for a uh, ride, I'm going to say. I'm going to call it a ride. Yes, he went for a ride. So Luther sees Pryor over at the skiff talking to the lizards. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk over there. Pryor's just, uh, he doesn't really seem to acknowledge you. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. <laughs> well, he's too busy talking. He's in his brain. He's in his mind right now. Yeah. No, that's it's, cool. uh, it's obvious that he's like deep in thought. I'll, gi I'll give him time. I'll let him think. <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to pull him oh, out okay. of his brain. <laughs> that's, that's what I really mean here. I'm sorry we didn't get to kill that guy. He seemed too useful. He's not looking at you. He's just talking. I know, right? I'm getting these clothes off of Love Doss. <laughs> Do you think they'll even fit? I don't care. They're really nice. If they won't fit me, they might fit you. <laughs> I'm a big man. Oh, sorry, let me say that in character. <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone so many different ways. That was the tamest of the ways that could have gone... <clears throat> I don't think so. I'm a bigger person. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. So what's the, uh, what's the plan? I mean, we still have to finish our mission. We have a direct mission from Lord Drakesh. Chris Dare would want us to finish the mission anyways. Um, after that, 
we have a couple options. Light Hammer, I don't know the guy very well. If Christair is being held, if he hasn't escaped by himself, um, we could trade Light Hammer for him. That's what they wanted to begin with from what, what was being said. That's definitely an option. I don't think Lord Jacresh would be happy about that. Uh, I don't care. That's that's as if we get his daughter back, we've got some political uh, leverage to work with. I think it'll balance out pretty well if we get his daughter back. So the plan's still Pascali. Yeah, we have to we have to get his daughter back first. We can't leave and that. will meet us there. We can hope, but at the very least, we now know that if they've captured him, Cristera's almost always got a lot of good information, so he will most likely be being held instead of dead. Prior will just, like, stand up and, like, take a big, deep breath, and then he'll go, he'll be in Piscoli. And then he, like, walks towards the actual, like, skip itself to make sure he's got everything packed up. All right, I'll help. I'll help make sure everything's packed up. And definitely after traveling with, like, Prior for however long, like, you're definitely realizing he's just in denial right now. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure, I've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out of the hut, you just kind of hear Lovedoss vaguely mention to whoever can hear, we should probably do something to heal him. Uh, I don't think he would be able to make it back all the way in his current condition. Does he want to leave now or take a rest? I didn't ask. He can rest on his own time. He's got to get back. And I definitely want to get information from him in the future on Christair, which he might be able to give us if he can catch up to them, which is going to be difficult because he doesn't have uh, his mount. Oh, listen, if we let him rest, then he's, what, nearly a day behind his people. I mean, he doesn't even have a mount, so he's not catching up very quickly. He can he can latch back onto them after he gets back to the capital. But well, that's fair. I can set up another hut for him. We definitely need to heal him up. If he wants to stay a night and get the rest he needs, I can provide him with a hut. We need to get back on the road. We, we have a we mission have to, to take care of. We've got to go. We can maybe give him like a healing potion or something, but we can leave him with maybe a tent or something like that but otherwise we're we're loading up we we have we have a job to do from lord jakesh a very serious one that cannot wait so we can't stay here another day we can leave him some stuff i don't need to stay with it Mm -hmm. it just takes 10 minutes to get it up for him and then it can be his okay yeah go ahead oh wait never mind (laughs) never mind that the spell does end if i if i leave the area yeah all right um, scratch all that. Fuck it. Well, we again, we can just leave him like a tent or something and buy a new we, one. In the a, a tent. He's got the clothes. He has a knife. Ah, he has a knife. Dude, this guy's gonna die on his way back. <laughs> He's gonna find some sort of sand dune worm, and it's gonna be over. For yeah, him. it's gonna, it's gonna like some something's gonna like rub against his leg, and he's just gonna drop like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I say we, I say we give him like a healing potion. or some kind of, like, regular healing. So we're going to go ahead and jump on over to finishing up with Leon in his tent. 
you're you've been in there studying this armor and preliminarily based on what you can tell you've actually already been able to tell that the techniques used to make this armor are reminiscent of the same person who taught you oh lovely every blacksmith has their own technique to to weapon crafting and armor crafting right Ooh. this is reminiscent of his technique so it could be a different variation of his technique that he's using or that he trained someone else and they added their technique to it or whatever right it it could be a, it's still got a lot of options but you do know that it's essentially your i'm gonna say for lack of a better term your brother blacksmith my tail twitches at the thought of him training somebody else and then potentially being better than him so you know what line of training the crafter of this armor received you also have been able to identify the material used so what it is is it is a very rare well rare in the desert a very rare black ore naturally jet black you guys call it black iron it's not iron you guys know it's not as blacksmiths but it's called black iron because you can work it exactly like iron it's just jet black so you can tell that this is a black iron this is black iron plate mail. It's a big fancy and I like it. Yes. Now, this black iron, this black iron, you know it only comes from one place in the Hebridean Desert. There's only one place that even has this black iron. It is the southern shores of Lake Fiskari, which is due south from Salosh. And it is due east of Fiskoli. So you've got it narrowed down to a blacksmith in one of two cities as well. You've kind of got your mental list of who it could be narrowed down, but not many of those people have the means that you know of to get black iron. Right. You could get black iron if you wanted. You would just have to ask larger Kesh for it and requisition it and have that him send a party out to go get it. It would take probably about a good six to seven months and you'd have what you needed for the project. But you heard how long that takes for one project. There were three people with this which means they have to, whoever it is, has to have fairly good access to those mines. Or at least a decent supplier of them. Correct. Now, again, there are other places you can get it, so it's not impossible that they have another source. But the easiest and closest source of this is Lake Fiskari. Usually, the only person who can get access to this easily is Lord Drakesh and the Five Dukes. Dukes act a lot like a governor. They deal with the the city itself and a certain amount of territory just outside of the city. Um, However, as you're doing some studying and as you're doing some research on where exactly, because you you brought a couple of books with you, right? Or at least a map? Oh, yeah. Okay. So right now, you found out all the information. You know where the iron comes from. You're just not sure where the mine is, per se, because... Drakesh has his mine, but each of the Dukes has their own. And you know it's on a map you've got somewhere, so you're like shuffling through all your maps trying to find it. As you're shuffling through the maps, Lila walks in. Oh, Mr. Big Guy, Mr. Leon person, I have food. And she just kind of like, it's called frappage. And she just hands him the bowl like in front of his nose. Like, it's, it's a little cold. He's sat out for a minute, but it's still really good. And you just get this overwhelming smell of cinnamon and fruit and oatmeal. But mostly cinnamon. 
it is now that you realize that you haven't had anything to eat all day. All you hear is my stomach freaking growl, and I'm just like, why must I have to stop and eat? I mean, I could feed it to you, but I, you know, that would be kind of strange. I only meant the factor of why I have to consume food, water, and such to survive. But I appreciate the offer. The perils of being alive. I could see. So how's it going with the armor and stuff? She's also trying to talk, and her hands are occupied, and she can't not talk with her hands. Okay, then Lila, I need you to roll for me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I forgot to say, with disadvantage. Uh, you said with disadvantage? So. Yes, with disadvantage, because you've already expressed that you're excited and happy. Second roll is a 16, motherfucker, with a plus two, so... So, you pass. So, it's very artful trying to talk with my hands and hold a bowl of roppage. Leon, you're worried she's going to spill it on your maps. And I obviously, from the way she's doing things, hurriedly scoop them up and try to be like, Oi, can we not? Apologies, apologies. And I'm just like, still for a second, and I'm just like, so, you going to take the food, or? <laughs> just set it on the stool, please. <laughs> she sets it down like it's this, like, crystal egg, but it's, you know, all. <laughs> Thank you. As you see his tail kind of, like, twitching and whipping back and forth, kind of like a slightly aggravated cat. So she kind of, like, bounces from one foot to the other and is just, like, tries to still her hands. So how is it going? How's the what? How's it going? The armor and stuff. We haven't seen him a good chunk of the, you know, day, and they were questioning the, the, the guy and the stuff, and... Went well. You guys left him in one piece, didn't you? He was a pretty small guy once he started talking, and, and, and he got some water in him, and, you know, he, he he's alright. The armor he was wearing was an interesting gift. First off, it's highly reminiscent of the one who trained me in the art of blacksmith. Secondly, several of them had this armor, which the main component is a special type of ore not native to this area. Hell, the last time I actually got to see some was several years ago, and it takes over six months to be able to procure it. And no wonder, since we tried to attack with lightning, it didn't work because of said ore. And I'm only telling you this because you're our lightning wielder. Thanks for all that. So if you see someone wearing this type of armor, you might want to take extra care. Don't be sparky-tastic. Got it. So, these guys have special armor that's hard to procure, that's probably expensive to procure, and so they'd be connected. That's the hypothesis, yes. We're not talking about lower echelon little mumbo-jumbo-y bandits here. No. We'd be talking something equivalent to a duke, if not one. <sighs> Fuck Isla just kind of sits down for a second. As I'm actually eating the porridge. Since you're eating the porridge, I need you to roll a d10 to see how it tastes. It smells all right. It's a good five or six on a scale of one to ten. So it, it smells decent. I got a nine. Tastes <laughs> delicious. Motherfucker. Tastes a lot better than you expected. As you see, my tail basically starts slapping the ground happily. But with that being said, the amount of leeway, amount of money, amount of manpower, all of it going into just procuring the main element of this armor. This is going to be more interesting, more dangerous, and definitely more fun than I originally anticipated. But we still need to find Drakesh's daughter. 
the sooner the better. Well, at least by you know, uh, narrowing your search to that it would be in relation to somebody in the upper tiers rather than common street traffickers, you know, and skin trade. I feel like that would be easier because, simply put, if it's a higher up, they're going to be more protected. You know how politics work, Miss Stormbreaker. <laughs> I mean, goblin politics work a little different than uh, y'all landwalkers, but you know. politics are politics are politics. <laughs> That's why I love my hammer more than anything because it does the simplest, most elegant work of all. It molds. It fine tunes. It contours and it creates. Nothing more simplistic has ever been made. I mean, I'm just, you know, a humble person on, you know, a pirate ship, you know. I, I'm just a traveler, you know. I don't know that much about politics. And she... Roll a deception check. <laughs> I need Lila to roll a deception and I need Leon to roll an insight. The reason being is. Mostly because the fact that Leon has been around politics enough that he can tell if someone else has been involved in politics, which is why he made the assumption. So if you're now going to try and lie about your level of importance, he will have the chance to pick it up. Well, I rolled a 13 on the die, so that's a 16. Yeah, with my Christmas off. I got a 19, so that's a 22. He's <laughs> like, you're full of shit. <laughs> yes, you know she's 100% full of shit. She's been involved in politics. Yes, goblin politics, but politics nonetheless. Politics is politics is politics, especially since our friend knew your name immediately. And he doesn't know just common riffraff. So you would have to be a person, one, of some intelligence, and two, of some type of importance or delegation. Or military might, for that matter. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's, yeah. And she just kind of like claps a little bit. Yeah, I think you got me. I mean, it's just mostly, you know, my family's a little known. I'm no more special than anybody else in my family, I suppose, but we're known well enough. But anyway, so now we know a little bit better of our potential target, at least social hierarchy wise, once we reach. I, I'm assuming we're still aiming to hit the goalie rate. Right? Absolutely. And if anything, we should double our efforts immediately. I do have some connections in the New Haven district in Biscoli, so yeah, I uh, should be able to narrow our search even further once we get there. Uh, it's been a hot minute since, since we went there. We've mostly been on island jumpers uh, past five years or so uh, since um, our last major caper, but that's neither here nor there. Like I said, politics is politics is politics. It's a healthy attitude. Um, so, uh, Mr. Rootface said you have, like, a letter from him to, to confirm to, um, our other lovely traveling companions that he is who he says he is. He seemed trustworthy enough to me, you know, but not so much to, you know, the Reaper body. So we just need that paper to confirm. It's like got a seal or something, and it's like from like Drakesh. They don't need it, but it would be helpful. Yeah. Especially since I was the one entrusted by Drakesh and got them off the boat for Drakesh. I feel like they do need it in that so Mr. Rootface can go 
freely back to his mission, no more worse for wear than he already is. Because otherwise they might, you know, if they don't confirm that he's a good guy, and she says with little air quotes, they might take out their upsetness about, you know, Mr. Christerfis being missing. I mean, no offense to them, but they're mercenaries. They are hired to do a job, and technically they're supposed to be doing the job that my lord entrusted to me and them. So if I told them everything, because I haven't even talked to them about it, and it's the exact same thing, well, if they can trust me to sit there and tell them something, and I trust him, they should be willing to trust. But, and this is his loyalty coming from Drakesh, since this uh, factor, if it was an order given his guards, this is him doing that whole loyalty thing like the captain did but as he kind of grinds his teeth a little bit if they need a piece of paper to prove exactly what i can tell them flesh blood and breathing then so be it but it just proves that they're more barbaric than i thought suppose it's out of barbarity it's just more out of right now thinking with their emotions rather than their brain skull soup right now so i wouldn't hold it against right this moment it's you know it's pretty tense out Anger, emotion. Frustration, emotion. Sadness, emotion. All of it goes under barbaric instead of logic. These are also my words, not theirs. You know, they might say something different. I'm just saying it might smooth the waters to have a piece of paper in their face to go like, Hey, not foe. And then they know. And it'll be okay. It's a small little, you know, make sure everybody's on the same page. Get it? Oh, I get it. <laughs> page, paper. <laughs> Still doesn't make me like it any less that they need a piece of paper to tell them. But I'll give it to them just so that they can quiet the hell down. I mean, if I had any rum with me, you know, I, they, they, they'd probably mellow out just a little bit. I think we'll have to wait till we skull it. Didn't pack it in this travel bag. So I'll give them the orders. Okay. Now, you had found them somewhere in the armor while you were walking through it. Yeah, while you were looking through it, you found it. It was kind of like in between two two plates. He had tucked it up there so it wasn't like in a pocket, so they wouldn't find it as easily. Right. So you hand it over to her, and it's still got Turkesh's signet on it. Fantastic. I should probably run this back. Do you need anything before I leave the guy? No, I think I'm good, but I will thank you for the food. Yeah, no worries. I just, you know, I felt bad for nipping your food and i wanted to kind of make it right so uh, if you're ever hungry again you know you know where to find me <laughs> sounds like a plan miss politician <laughs> as he slaps his tail on the ground if his bowl's empty i take it with me and i'm just like no politician <laughs> no not at all uh, i leave the tent at this point Lila, you, you just finished up talking with Leon, and you wanted to head to the hut, yes? Yeah. So you head to the hut, and you see in the hut, the only person left in the hut is the prisoner. So Voot is sitting there with Lovedoss's clothes on, which are small for him. So he's, like, got this, like, belly midriff shirt. Oh, dear Christ. <laughs> did you take, you did not take his pants, correct, Lovedoss? Uh, I... Did. Okay. To get them over his thighs, he had to actually cut a slit in them down the side, on each side. So he's kind of like got that gym short look. <laughs> he had to loosen the fabric. 
I love that if he accidentally pokes himself with a knife, he's dead immediately with the one <laughs> hit point he's got. So you, you walk in as he's like standing up and brushing himself off. He still looks super battered and bruised because he was dragged behind the skiff for a good eight to 12 hours. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She just walks in and is like, oh, well, you look better, I suppose. Um, well, your story checked out. So uh, I'm not sure where you're headed next, but um, here, let me take a look at you. And so I rolled a medicine check. It was a 17 plus two. So I don't know if that gets me anything because, yeah. You do manage to not necessarily heal him, but you tend to his wounds enough that he's no longer like looking as bad. So it's a comparison of like putting a bandaid on a on a wound. Uh, so he's not as bad as he was. He could be better, but he's stable. <laughs> he's not gonna die of an oop slice, right? So where are you headed next? You heading back to your mission, eh? To find, uh, join these, uh, black scale smeg heads. How far did we travel since you last saw me? Oh, uh, maybe half a day. Good couple hours, anyway. Okay. We're about to hit the road again and head. I think the goal is still to go to Pascoli. Okay, so, uh, my plan is to catch up, catch back up with them. So, you guys don't have a spare lizard. Shit. Hmm. Nope. I mean, thankfully we didn't lose a lizard. No. If you'd lost one, that would have almost been better because I could take the spare at that point. Ha ha. He says that with a straight face. He's not laughing at all. So he's like, let me try something. He pulls out from his pack because he still had a, like a little duffel, right? Pulls out from his duffel a little, I'm going to call it a lizard whistle. And he steps outside for a second and just blows it. All eight of your lizards look straight at him like, what the fuck did you just do, man? I think the thing as well, since we're over there talking by the lizards, as soon as they like look in that direction, we're like, what? And then we look in that direction. Mm-hmm. And you just see him blowing on a lizard whistle. He's talking to Lila and says, we'll know in an hour if mine heard that. Fair enough. Because she followed him out of the hut when he... Do you happen to have any food? Food would go great right I will pull out uh, a couple rations for him for like two days for one person. And Lovedoss is going to pick up that last bowl of porridge. <laughs> the, the one for Kilstare and kind of hand it to him. Oh, this will be delicious. It just makes it goes to town on eating it. Well, as he says, this will be delicious. Uh, well, I've been overusing today. I'm going to use it again. Uh, but this time to warm back up the food for him. I feel kind of bad for dragging him behind our cart for, like, a couple hours at least. Well, we didn't know he was a spy. <laughs> he rolled a one on taste? He rolled a one on taste? Oh, you know what? He's a royal bodyguard. He's used to literally, like, having five-star chefs Correct. make everybody food. So, we're thinking it's a ten to us. To him, it's dog food. <laughs> He's yes. like, did... It's like Gordon Ramsay eating Girl Scout cookies, where he's just like, this tastes like an after-dinner meal. In, in his <laughs> head, he's like, did they just give me the lizard food? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These <laughs> assholes. These scumbags dragged me behind a cart. Anyways, um, while he's eating his horrid meal, I am going to pull out a health potion and give it to him. You had a health potion? Yes. Had a basic health potion. It's not super strong, but at the very least, if like a 
a bird takes a poop on him, he's not going to die immediately. No worries. He'll go ahead and follow up this grossness with that healing potion and be like, this tastes better than that did. At least this has a strawberry flavor. <laughs> How does Layla react to him to calling her food shit? Because you're right there, Caitlin. Oh, she's a little disheartened. She's just like, oh, I suppose on the rewarm, it, it, it's not as good on the the magical rewarm that made it disgusting. <laughs> That's what, yeah, it was the magic infusion, yeah. Uh, I can uh, believe that prestidigitation plus food does not equal good. So she takes her bowl and goes and gets just, yeah, she's a little disheartened. She's just like, you know, I'm gonna go to the back of the skiff with the, the cat now. She's <laughs> coming back there to cry. <laughs> About an hour passes, and you hear off in the distance a high-pitched uh, reptilian screech. Voot looks and says, yep, it worked. That's why I carry this thing. Works every time. They can hear it for days. Well, let's hope the rest of your party doesn't show up. Oh, they won't. They won't. They've got their own mission. Huh, what a nice place to infiltrate. They just leave people behind. I'll cut him off immediately. I'll just be like, all right, well, uh, we got to get out of here. Looks like you got a ride. You got some looking a little better now. Kind of. Yes. Anyways, if you ever need any work done, you know, look us up. Oh, absolutely. We've used you before. We'll use you again. Handshake. Shake your Going for a handshake. uh, And then I will head back over to the skiff. I assume it's finished packing up and I'm ready to get on the road. Because by now, Leon's packed his tent, and it's all in there, and he's probably on the skip, too. I'm going to walk up to Voot and extend my hand one more time to him. Uh, as we, like, grab hands, or this is my first time extending my hand to him. As we kind of grasp hands, shaking his hand, I'm casting, oh, I'm casting mage armor on him. <laughs> That's eight hours, isn't it? Uh, eight hours. AC is 13 plus death for the next eight hours. This, as well as everything else we've given you, will, should get you back. Just be sure not to approach your party with this. Oh no, they're, if they've been traveling, they'll be at least 12 hours in, ahead by now. So they should be a good day's travel if I go full speed right now. Wonderful. Well, not wonderful, but uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Wonderful because magic won't be exposed. Thank our you. contact, our meeting will never be exposed. And Lovedoss makes his way to the skip. And he throws his duffel over his shoulder and he grabs that dagger, puts it inside of the shorts he has on. And he goes, yeah. Luther will holler back at him. If Christair has been captured by them, make sure to send us a message somehow. We'll be in Pescoli at least for a little while. And you hear a response of some kind, but you can't quite make it out because he's just far enough away. Yeah, that's that fine. It's soft, but he, he heard you and he tried to acknowledge you. Well, after all of this headache, I feel it's probably best that I drive and get some time to think because it's going to be a long rest of a trip and I need to figure out how the hell we're going to make this back in time to help keep my lord safe keep his daughter safe, and in turn, keep the realm safe. As I sit, turn, and focus on kicking the reins and driving us the hell out of here.